0: Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We have the pleasure of speaking with our friend, Dr. Jim Snap, the superintendent of Brownsburg Schools. Dr. Snap, how are you?
3: I'm doing quite well, thank you, Rob.
0: All right, so good news for Brownsburg schools. Lots of good news we're going to talk about today. Let's start with the I-STEP. Brownsburg did very well. We did. We
3: did exceedingly well. For the second year in a row, we were first in the state in mathematics. Uh, This year, we were first in the state in language arts and passing both as well. And so we swept uh, all the categories there. Um, And very pleased. That's the first time that we've been first. There are 292 school corporations in the state, but when you put in uh, charters and and all those things are about three hundred and seventy, and we were first in all those areas, so we feel really good about that. What
0: does ISTEP tell us?
3: You know, that's a a great question. Uh, it is how our kids do on one test on a very short period of of time, and they do exceedingly well. Um, It is one indicator, you know, and if we had great I-STEP scores but our graduation rate was not very good or kids weren't in advanced placement classes and those scores weren't doing well, it's just one indicator. And I think we have to look more, the fancy term now, is at the dashboard of all these things. But it's more of a composite when you think about a – uh, composite picture there are a bunch of pictures up there and this is just one of those pictures now it's a good size picture on that composite but it's just one piece
0: now i t- uh, john acton and i talked about this the other day because cascade was very happy with their results as well i said i don't remember i step being this big a deal when i was in high school has it become more important
3: i i I don't think know that it's become more important. It's become more political uh, on both sides of the, the the accountability issue. Uh, I think for some people that want to hold educators accountable and believe that this is the best measure to do it, and I would disagree with that. And I think on the other side, it, it's become more political about ranking and grading schools. And so I. I I don't know that it's more important for for our students, but it's more important for those outside of school, quite possibly, for those reasons.
0: Yeah, and and this is what happens, right? And you're going to, I'm sure, be very diplomatic in your answer to this, but I don't have to be, so (laughs) it doesn't matter. This is what happens when you have bureaucrats making decisions about education, right?
3: Well, one of our... um, Educators at the high school as a former teacher of the year at the Brownsburg High School, Tim Dye has on his Twitter account uh, those who can teach, those who can't make laws about teaching. And, and um, you know, while that might be highly critical, of those people downtown, and, and I think we, we were represented by some pretty good people in our area, I think that sometimes that, that there are a solution in search of a problem. And um, one of the things that I've heard and I'm very excited about, it, spent a lot of time with a lot of legislators heading into this session, is that um, they are more inclined I think that I've seen in the last eight years about sitting down with educators and saying, okay, here's what we see as a problem. Can you kind of better define that problem? And let's talk about some solutions. So they're not singularly going out trying to address that. And I'm, I have to tell you, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'm excited that, that I really believe that Jennifer McCormick is state superintendent is going to take politics out of of That as much as she possibly can. I mean, when it's half the state budget, there's always going to be some politics involved. But um, I'm excited about the lineup that we have with the, with the governor and the state superintendent. And she state came on budget. the show and she won. I mean, that's yeah. that's the key, right? <laughs> the Trump, right. Trump, <laughs> Pence—they all come on here, you win.
0: Just check them off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so from a, from a school perspective, do you get extra stuff if you do well on ISTEP, or is it just, hey, Jim, you guys did really well?
3: Well, certainly we we get the accolades and 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 bragging rights if there's such a thing although um, one thing that we kind of, uh, I guess, joke about in Brownsburg is that we celebrate for the next minute, then we're right back yeah. at what we're doing. Um, the state does have incentive funds or what they call performance grants uh, that they do give to schools that do well, uh, and then those, in a sense, are passed along to teachers through uh, some compensation. Uh, when We certainly appreciate that additional revenue and those things, so that that kind of helps bring us up because we don't get the complexity that some of the other districts get. So it, it, it I wouldn't say it balances, but it does help offset those differences in funding for kids.
0: Uh, again, our guest is Dr. Jim Snapp, superintendent of, of Brownsburg uh, Schools. Another thing you did very well on, they give letter grades, right? Right. Uh, and Brownsburg did wonderful.
3: We have straight A's. Uh, for, Congratulations. For, yeah, yeah. Uh, for five years in a row, all nine schools received A's. That's uh, far better than any report card I ever got personally. <laughs> Um, I, in fact, I had to say, what is this? And they said, it's a report card with all A's. And I said, is there such a thing? Because I'd never seen one before. But um, no, we really were the um, only school in the state. This year, there are only two districts. Uh, one was Bar They have uh, three schools and West Lafayette has three schools. And then we have nine schools. Uh, there were only three districts in the state that got all A's, and that includes some of the, the what was, had been known as the big hitters, the Carmel's, the Zionsville's, and right. those things. They didn't even get all A's. So that we got all A's at nine schools, and that we've done that for five consecutive years. There's not any other district that's done that. So um, I, I think it's we're not a flash in the pan. Um, the last 18 months, we've had 30 school corporations that have stopped by to visit us to, to kind of what what was our success based on and and we're an open book we're not it's not a secret playbook we're happy to help anybody and so we you're think,
0: much nicer than me <laughs> like I would hold the secret know.
3: you know well you know uh, it can be yours for 1995 <laughs> but um no we're we because we're, we're all about kids and and really what we've seen and and I talk about this is um there are great teachers in classrooms but in some cases where people aren't achieving it's just a failure of leadership and so that's a much deeper issue.
0: Again, our guest is Dr. Jim Snapp, superintendent of, of Brownsburg Schools. You once said, and this I thought this was a great point. You had one school, I think, that didn't make it in the past, and you said that was because of federal mandates and things you had to had to do. How do you overcome those sort of sort of things?
3: I think that we look at um, where. Uh, we can raise achievement and uh, what our teachers are so exceptional at is that looking specifically at the kids and finding out what what each of those students need and and one of the things that we found very interesting is they have the three categories pass plus pass and then did not pass um we what have, are the
0: pass pass plus and did uh, not pass yeah. sounds very uh, complicated y-
3: yes it is and so um we, we I guess we're the of the trophy generation we didn't want to say fail we said did not pass and so <laughs> that is, I, I, anyway um, there was a concern that what would happen to those we wouldn't have as many pass plus kids as we try to pass that we have the highest pass plus rate in in the state um, and and math and, and I think second in language arts so we're not only raising the kids up to a pass rate we're pushing those other kids to exceed the state minimum and really this is a minimum test this is this is not while we do exceedingly well on it, we, we push beyond that, and I think that's why you see us doing well. And one of the criticisms is that, well, we teach the test. Well, we don't teach the test. Our kids, before anybody knew what was on this test, or, and we took it for the first time, we did well. So it's it's our kids are well-rounded, and they'll, they'll do well on anything that's put in front of them.
0: How hard is it for you as the de facto CEO of the school corporation, these things like these tests, ISTEP, teaching to the test, these are things that are mandated by the state that you guys do this or there's serious ramifications how hard is it for you when you get a tweet or an email or a phone call from a parent not just to go call 200 west washington street <laughs> because these guys do this all the time and i was very critical last year on the roads funding bill where they send out this thing that goes a mi- billion dollars in road funding and no new taxes yeah it didn't come from you guys because you forced it on the locals and it just didn't, that infuriates me
3: well, I, I, th- I think you're right. You know, we get some criticism about the amount of time that we spend testing. Well, that's a state mandate that we can't pick and choose the parts of the I-STEP that we want to take. And so we encourage people to, to talk to their state legislators uh, about addressing that issue because that's not something we can do. And so uh, that's probably the best avenue, although, you know, it's the, the act locally. And, and when they act locally, they're talking to the wrong people, quite right. honestly.
0: Okay, so let's kind of take a look. You came here, it was a 20... 10. 2010. You came at the worst possible time in the history of Indiana funding and government and everything else. So now you've been here six years. You've got the funding issue resolved in, in large part. You've got great I-STEP scores. You've got great grades from the state. Do you kind of look back now and go, hey, everything is finally at peace? And you don't have <laughs> to deal with me anymore. I mean, that's even the best part.
3: Um. Oh, well, deal, dealing with you. If that was the worst problem we had, um, then it wasn't so bad. And, and I think that, quite honestly, that always makes us better when we get to the, the heart of the matter, not the personality issues. I think that, that, that when we talked about one of the things when we got through the tax caps and we talked about that and, and really when we start talking about the money that we lost and we said, really, that really wasn't money that you lost. You're not getting it anymore and come to the realization of that. And I, I think understanding those reasonable perspective of other people i think really helped us um yeah we came and i came in 2010 the first year we had to cut four million dollars from the budget which is welcome to the superintendency (laughs) and not something that you do or aspire to do but we had to do that but we were able to do that and reduce class sizes and everything's been trending up and and quite honestly staff and that includes the support staff as well as the teachers really have bought in they've been a big part of that solution uh, i've just been fortunate to to be kind of facilitating the answers to those things we ask a lot of questions um, i would like to say that the the good ideas really aren't mine but they're a combination of the feedback from a lot of people
0: all right let's talk about growth um obviously you guys had an agreement which i thought was great with uh, some concerned citizens on mm-hmm. how to address growth the the bond was approved it was not remonstrated against uh what happens now where are we at and when will we start seeing because dad got some letter in the mail the other day uh, he lives near the high school about growth so where are we at i assume we're getting started soon
3: we are getting started very soon uh a lot of that's going to be the whole infrastructure piece of getting power and those things and so really this first semester or, or the first quarter or so of two thousand seventeen really not a huge impact but then you're going to start seeing things ramp up in march and then through the summer to really the project won't be done until june of twenty twenty um, the real heart of that it will be the third stage which will be coming the tail end of twenty eighteen where uh... that back auto shop part that you and i remember as students will be demolished and be rebuilt as a two-story building so we can maximize kind of the footprint uh... that we have there but real excited about our students and and i somebody just mentioned today about um... The transformation of the old football stadium that was the same that was there when Fred Roark donated <laughs> it back in the 60s and we renovated about four years ago. Uh, that dramatic transformation. And I think on a much larger scale, that's what you're going to see at the high school. Um, you're going to see, a, a, certainly there'll be a football field like there was, but yeah. it was much different. There's certainly going to be a high school there, but it's going to be transformed. Um, and I, I think one of the questions I get a lot, and I, I think it's kind of hard because we do have this small town atmosphere. We're the 18th largest school corporation in the state of Indiana. A lot we, of people it, don't realize that. We, they, they don't. And we have 8,700 students. We're about a, about a little over 1,000 employees. We are a, a big school system. Um, And so how do we make that feel small and and those things? But we're excited about the projects.
0: Uh, So you said, what, next year people will start maybe seeing some stuff, but it won't be dramatic until...
3: Probably, right, probably to when students start coming back in the fall of, of 17, they're going to we're going to have to kind of reroute and do some things. It's, it's phased in over a period of time. What I tell people about the high school project, it's not like going to be under construction for three years and all of a sudden, poof, it's going to be done. They're going to see pockets that are done over a period of time. And so certainly this group of freshmen are going to have an interesting three years, uh, but I they will see benefits throughout the three years. And then, of course, we have Lincoln Elementary out by Reagan. Uh, we'll start moving dirt out there in March, and hopefully we can get that up. And we're expected to occupy that in July of eighteen. That's going to be that's fast. To, it 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 and uh, it it is fast. And it's a little bit nerve wracking, uh, but I I hope that we are um, able to pull that off. We have confidence in our contractors.
0: You have a lot of headaches. That's what you do. You're a headache dealer with her. <laughs> I guess you would call it. Um, I was a headache dealer with her for four years and said, I'm done with this. I'm going back to pontificating about people and causing headaches. Do why do you like doing this? Um, I just
3: like our students, um, I love this community, I love our kids, um, and to provide them the opportunity and and certainly while we might have been on different sides during the referendum, I don't think that we had it was the funding issue, not the desire to do what was best for our kids. and so um, anything that we can do, I want our kids to have the best opportunities when they don't have, good lab equipment. I've, I really feel that that puts them into deficit. When they don't have good technology, when they don't have, I mean and, and this might sound petty, but what, climate control. I mean, when it's 60 or 80 in rooms when it should be more like 70. And so I want our kids to not have any excuses. We want to challenge them so they're successful. I I do that. You know, another part of my job, I get to go to concerts and plays and athletic events. That's part of my job. I mean, I would be going to those things anyway just because I love those things. And so the the good far outweighs the bad um, in this job. And, And certainly while, yeah, there are some headaches and sleepless nights and those things from time to time, Overall, the reward is tremendous.
0: Okay, so I have to tell the story. You don't know I'm going to tell this, but uh, I was at the the basketball game, the Amon-Brownsburg game the other night, and you were there, and I saw something that I thought was really interesting is you seek people out to go talk to them. Like, you find people and go talk to them. And I think that's really interesting and really cool that you do that because a lot of superintendents would say – It's going to be a parent complaining or it's going to be somebody telling me what I'm doing wrong. I'm going to sit in in privacy up on my seat. And I think that's really cool that you do that because I think it it says a lot that you are interested, whether you agree with them or not, on what people have to say.
3: Well, um, I am at a lot of things, and it's because I enjoy going. I enjoy letting the students know that I support them. Um, whether it's I talked to a young man at at Lowe's the other day was checking out and he's getting ready to he's a senior he's going into the Navy and so we talked about that Um, I want them to know that that they're appreciated the other part as you said getting feedback a lot of times people assume that I know everything um, and I certainly don't. I don't sometimes I don't know anything. Um, and, and, and so to hear about those things and their perspectives, oftentimes they'll, I can share the other side of the story with them that then makes sense. Or I was totally unaware of something they can share and I can investigate. I always try to follow up because I think sometimes the answer is no, we can't do that. But people like to be listened to and, and genuinely. And so I. I just enjoy talking to people and doing those things and and mostly the the students, but certainly the the fans. So, yeah, um, I try not to be obvious in that. It's just a typical night at the ballgame. I wasn't staring at you in a creepy way. I just (laughs) noticed it because I'm way up top and I can see everything that's going on. And I thought that was
0: really interesting because at one point you were on the – west end of the gym talking to some people and then i look over and there you are on the east end of the gym and i thought that's that's really interesting by the way who do you sit with at the game who is that
3: um well my, my son happened to be with me at this game um but, that's your son yes yes and then so um coincidentally at, at the avon game they recognize somebody at the hall of fame that i grew up with that uh, knew from avon and had not seen for about 30 years and so that was kind of a bonus of that game so um there's usually someone as a lifelong Hendricks County person. As you know, you, you yeah. can't go any place without seeing someone you know.
0: Okay, a uh, couple of minutes we have left with Doctor Snap. I want to ask you this because I've wondered this for a long time. What do you do for fun? Um, well, uh, do you ever get to have fun?
3: Friday was a lot of fun because we beat Avon, and so <laughs> um, and while we, I have a lot of friends in Avon. You know, I, they are. Our rival. Yeah. And we need to beat them. And I always tell people, you know, they're so slow in Avon, it takes them two hours to watch 60 minutes and, <laughs> and those type of things. And, and they, they give it back. And, and, and um, certainly beating them in basketball or I step or whatever is always good. But those things, um, Saturday or excuse me, Friday this week, I'll be able to go up, watch the state wrestling tournament, team tournament. I enjoy that. Um, I read a lot and then spend time with my family. I spend so much time doing school stuff when I can get time to be with my family. That's what I do for enjoyment.
0: Uh, let's close with talking about sports, great fall season. And we talked about this before we went on the air, but I want to talk about this on air because it's very important it was a big hire, John Hart did a tremendous job his, his first year. Talk a little bit about not just what he meant to the football program, but to the school corporation.
3: Um, well, Coach Hart is a, a great person uh, who I think has made us better across our whole athletic program. Um, he's a, been a winner. He's, a uh, you know, I think in 31 years of coaching, he's had 30 winning seasons. And so it's his relationships with the kids, his knowledge about the game and those things. He is focused on winning those games and we're all about doing our very best and, and sometimes we're going to do our best and not win and sometimes we're going to do our best and not be first in the state Nice step but as long as we're doing our best as long as we're constantly seeking to get better regardless of the avenue that's really our goal we always say our, our job is to get better help others get better and enjoy doing it and so John certainly uh, is a shining example of that
0: because was a big risk in hiring him he's a big name well,
3: I don't know that it was a risk because, I mean, he's got a track record of, of doing those things. I, I think he likes it in Brownsburg. Um, he's happy here. He certainly had success. Uh, there was some talent there but he's already looking forward to next year and, and I I we like to make hires in in competition we did the same thing in band with Chris Catholic down at the at Lucas Oil this year Chris has done a nice job with Tracy Runyon and John Mark to get that band program going again acquire choir strong orchestra strong but we want to hire people at other other schools say uh-oh yeah. I, I was checking that as a win or I was checking that until they hired that person. Now we know that we're in for a real battle.
0: Because it, you did something similar a couple of years ago with Ronald Nored and that was an outside the box hire one people didn't see coming. And he, he was very successful as his time was here. I think you always knew he wasn't going to be a lifelong Brownsburg coach, but what, what are you looking for? I mean, when you take a Norred, what uh, John Hart, what do you, what do you say to these people to convince them to come to Brownsburg? <laughs>
3: um, I say, it's the same town that gave us Rob Kendall. And they're like, I'm <laughs> in. Um, no, we we talk a lot about the attributes of Brownsburg um, and the support that they have. Um, and, and, for example, Ronald reignited the excitement that we had in the program and had a winning season. And then I think Steve's done a great job of building on that. Uh, they know that we have good support. And when, they, when the superintendent and the athletic director and principal say, we want you to be successful, um, sometimes those folks are coming from places where they don't have that level of support, and so that makes it desirous. And then when they talk to other coaches that have been here, and they say they really mean what they say, that helps. And so um, we have ways to go, but we have a good coaching staff, great with kids. But uh, no, we'll, we'll continue when we have openings to seek out the very best for our students.
0: Well, Jim, you're doing a great job, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right. Now. You always gotta have like one clip or we can play during the day. And people go, oh my gosh, I gotta listen to this tonight. You've done a tremendous job at Brownsburg. Um, we didn't agree on that referendum thing, but I think, by and large, when you look at the success of Brownsburg now that you've done it without a referendum, I don't think it's—I don't think anybody would not say you're not doing a very, very tremendous job. And thank you for what you do, because as somebody who's been on the town side. The school system makes it very easy to sell when you're looking at somebody that we, we need to build a $350,000 or $400,000 home, and we're getting a lot more of those in town now, and it's in large part because of the school system. Thanks. So, so thank you.
3: Appreciate that. Thanks so much. Hey,
0: don't forget, if you missed any part of our conversation today, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes now. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. At your own leisure, just search Central Indiana today. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ, made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall.
1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968 our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg
0: is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County.
2: can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com.
0: Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 852- 5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.